Welcome to Heart Speak Podcast, episode 275, 2024, Awakening Intelligence. Welcome to the Heart Speak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world. It's good to be back with you. and Happy New Year. I hope you had a very enjoyable holiday season. And we are moving forward with great pace, if you haven't noticed. And this is an exciting period for us all, both individually and collectively, especially with Pluto moving into Aquarius eventually. And this is going to be happening this month, and we are looking forward to the changes that this brings. But before we go into that, let's just look at 2024, what it means. And if you're interested in looking at it numerologically, you will see that 2, 2, and 4 equals 8. And when you add that number to your day of birth and your month of birth, leaving out the year, you add the 8 to the day of birth, the month of birth, and you end up with a single figure if you keep breaking down any double figures to a single digit. So let me just run through that very quickly. If you're entering into a one year, it's a year for starting new things, although you may still be leaving behind or finishing off some ideas. A two year is about nurturing your ideas, planting. You might be decorating your house or decorating your garden, getting ready for planting and making a nursery for these new ideas. Three years are years of planning. It can be very much more thinking years where you are creating business cards or doing something that says, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to be moving forward to. And the four year, therefore, is the planting year and you're ready to go and you're, you're in there. You've got all your plans. So four years are often hard working years. Five years are, okay, don't lift all the plants out of the garden yet, but you may need some refinements. So maybe you change some things. You might find yourself traveling more, visiting more, thinking about different things, but some refinements to the ideas that you, you sowed the seeds of maybe four years previously. Six years, I would say, are party years. This is a time to open your house, have your friends in, have your family in. It's like a little celebration and enjoyment. Because in a seven year, <laughs> it's a sabbatical year. It's a year of going inside, of being more introspective. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? But also maybe some inner planning and inner connections to spirit. It's time often not in a seven year to try and start something because it won't necessarily take root. An eight year is a year of the two circles of the eight coming together, saying this is a year of bringing things to completion. Uh, a year of manifesting your ideas that you planted eight years ago. And a nine year is a year of completion. So again, I wouldn't say you shouldn't start something new in a nine year, but you may be letting go of old energies, old friendships, old ways of you doing things, and therefore don't hold on too tightly if you're in a nine year to something that really needs to be released. Like, okay, I'm off, this is finished. Hope that helps you just look at the meaning of these different years as we see it astrologically. 
So Pluto moves into Aquarius on the 22nd of January, and we it's met by Mars and Venus both going into Aquarius as well. So Mars and Pluto coming together is very powerful. So we may see very Aquarian ideas coming out at this time. Now, what is Aquarius? I've talked about it before, it, but it is very varied. So Aquarians tend to be much more community-minded. They like to do things alone, but with others, if you understand me. It's about self-responsibility, self-accountability. So as Pluto goes into Aquarius, and yes, we're moving towards the age of Aquarius, but we're not there yet. It means everybody is going to be called on to step up and step up, not just as a leader, but step up in the thing that you came here to do on this planet, to put your piece of the jigsaw down, as I often talk about. Yours is a unique part because Aquarius is very much about uniqueness. Nobody's doing anything like you. Nobody thinks like you. Nobody acts like you. You are unique. Even if someone reads the same piece of poetry or someone plays the same piece of music, it will all be uniquely different. So this is the time really for planning. What's unique about me? What is it that I know that I have a unique way of presenting, even though other people may be presenting the same information, etc. And with Mars there, it's really very powerful so it may be a coming together at the end of, end of this month, uh, coming together in ways of how do we help each other in a community way? How do we cooperate? What's, what is it I can bring to the party? And this is really moving us much more into a collective intelligence, a collective consciousness. And that's going to be really at the forefront over these next two decades, definitely. So what is it that we want to change collectively? And what I understand is that when there's a groundswell of intelligence or collective consciousness, things change. And that's what we're looking forward to. Now, it's not just saying one person's point of view or you've got to persuade others your point of view. It's when it means something to every individual, it just happens. It's just like, oh, of course. So it's not coming from fear. It's not coming from shame. It's not coming from anger. It's just, well, of course, this is the direction to go. And I think we will see more of that certainly this year, certainly when Mars is touching into Pluto. But it's going to be a loving energy. Venus is there as well. It's like, well, of course, we're going to do this in this way. That has to be good. And so it's really a collective way of not opposing others, but making a groundswell or a tidal wave, whichever you want to call it, of energy that says, this is the way it needs to happen. And everybody is coming to it because it's the closest energy they can feel to their heart, to their soul. Now, the other parts of Aquarius are very much about higher intelligence. And I took this idea of awakening intelligence from Bashar, who I very much admire and I was listening to recently. And he used the word awakening intelligence to symbolize AI. And I thought, that's a nice way of looking at AI. Because what he's saying is AI is awakening intelligence. We are wakening up to who we are. And intelligence, as in 
frequency. We're changing our frequency of intelligence. So it's not just more information at the same level. So this is what's being asked of us both by our higher self, by our spiritual guidance, by the E2s who want to connect with us. The message is time to awaken our intelligence, time to change the frequency in which we've been living. I think that's a fabulous message. So there are many frequencies that make up our physical reality. So without even having to go into a non-physical reality, every time we make a choice to say, oh, no, actually, I want to go out for a walk and enjoy the sunlight, we're enjoying a particular frequency. Or you may want to go and watch the stars, or you may wish to do something else. But there are all these levels of different aspects of of the planet, of physical reality that we can access. And as he would say, is that his work has been to follow the formula, if you've ever listened to him, but it is to say, follow your highest passion, follow your bliss, some people call it, follow your intuition, follow your heart's desires. We could all think of different ways of looking at it. But it is saying, follow that which brings you enjoyment. I'm going to say not excitement necessarily, but brings you enjoyment, helps you feel nurtured, helps you feel that you're more alive. And that really is a theme of these next few months or next few years really, is putting aside, being very conscious, and this is Aquarian, being conscious of those things that don't bring you enjoyment and pleasure and all those things I've just said. So rather than just getting lost in something, often like a, an animal that sticks its nose in the ground or a duck that won't look up, this is a time Aquarius is about stepping back, stepping up, being more objective. So rather than being in the drama or being in the story and saying, I've got to push through this, I've got to suffer, I've got to do this, take some time to sit on a riverbank, climb a mountain, metaphorically maybe I'm talking about, but still... Aquarian ideas about seeing the bigger picture, synthesizing the information you're receiving from a higher perspective. That's what Aquarians are really good at doing. So step back. What is the bigger picture? What is needing to be heard? What is needing to be seen? And recognizing where we may be diving into old patterns that are just feeding our ego rather than feeding our soul. Oh, those people need help. I'm going to jump in. Because it's only when we listen at that higher level that we can really raise our consciousness, raise our frequency, awaken this intelligence that's already inside us. We don't have to go and find it. It's just been dormant. It's been sleeping very much within our DNA. And I may have told you this story before, but when I developed breast cancer, and I always say I developed it, I practiced a meditation with someone, a visual imagery, which was so powerful for me. Because here I was in what I saw the mothership of a spaceship. And, but I had taken a walk, you know, in one of those space walks, and I was on the end of a rope. Sure, it's not just a piece of rope, but I was on the end of a piece of rope helping everybody out there. Yay, I was helping. 
And my mothership, which was really my heart, was saying, you've got to come back inside the ship in order for the ship to move forward and reach higher frequencies. And I, of course, was saying, no, no, they need me. <laughs> they need me. And, but I felt this very strong insistence that I need to come back in because the ship could not move forward. My heart, my soul could not expand while I was out there on a rope. And I came back in and you know, here I am now. But I'm saying this was a great message to me, was, which was, you can help on that frequency. You can help on that level of intelligence for as long as you like. But while you're doing that and not returning to your heart, not coming back to the, the greater picture, the, the larger arena for your soul, nothing can change. And that's why, <laughs> whether you like it or not, I go on and on about which is the doorway you want to go through? What is it you want to change? What is the, the leap you're going to take off the cliff? And you might say, oh, Christine, you never give up. <laughs> no, I don't. Because it's all about loving ourselves. It's not about forcing ourselves to do something. It's about how much do I love myself when I continue to do this? How much am I nurturing my soul? How much am I enjoying my life? And surely that's what it's about. And nothing or nobody, as you've heard me say, because of our free will, can insist that we make that move. But they can drop lots of little hints in, like me developing breast cancer, like me happening to have that visual imagery with someone. Nothing happens by chance. But once they've got you a little rattled, they certainly got me a little rattled, they have your attention. So sometimes things happen, little crises, for us to let go of what we thought we were doing and actually fall in the hole so we can become whole. So remember, crisis often happens to get our attention, and it certainly does that very well. So as we move into the year, and really we're seeing this April as a very powerful time alongside what I'm talking about with Pluto, we also have other things happening which are really a healing the old parts of us and really what this is going to culminate on the 8th of April and then a bit later on the 21st of April when Jupiter and Uranus come together in Taurus. But what we've got is Chiron, which is the healer, the, the wounded healer, but the healer that's been in Aries and we're still in Aries. It's going to be meeting both this solar eclipse on the 8th and also this energy that's going on in uh, Jupiter and Uranus. In other words, the whole time when the sun is in Aries, this is going to be a real healing time for us. So what does this mean, Chiron in Aries? Chiron in Aries means it's hard to know ourselves. It's hard to give ourselves the appreciation of who we are. Often we're looking for other people to partner with so we can feel good about ourselves. So the healing that's going on, especially during this April period, is going to be willingness to actually say, I'm okay. I'm stepping out on my own path now. But it's not alone. Because as we raise our frequency, the spirit world, the ET world, the soul family, the star family, whatever you want to call them, can get closer. 
But what I heard from Bashar is they cannot get closer while we live in denser frequencies because they can't lower their frequency to where we are. So he speaks about first contact. You may have heard about this, you know, that we're going to have a very strong connection to the ET world probably by the end of 26 to early 27. But the fact of the matter, he says, it's not going to happen on the physical reality that we're living in. And I think, yes. And because someone in the recent seminar he did asked whether or not, you know, are we going to see more spaceships? He said, no, that's the old paradigm, you know, the idea of a spaceship landing in your back garden. That's okay. But the fact is, as I've always known from my star family, they're not coming in with little blinking lights and needing a propeller and everything. They're meeting us at a frequency that we may not necessarily physically see with our eyes. We're going to know it. And we have a responsibility collectively and individually to find ways to raise our frequency to meet that. And I think that's exciting. Now, how do we do this? I've, once again, I'm saying, follow your passion, listen, listen to your intuition, close all the doors, not in harmony with my soul. And I'm thinking that one of the nice things to do would be also look for synchronicities <clears throat> once every day. Did I have a synchronous event? And what is a synchronicity? You know, thinking of someone and they call you or finding a book that you didn't know you'd lost, but it was exactly what you needed to read at that time or just happening to turn onto a podcast that's got the message for you. These messages of resonance, that's what synchronicity is, a resonant event, something that just, maybe you have a dream. Maybe you write something in a journal and you go, oh my goodness, I've just been going through some old journals and ready to throw them out. And of course, one reads, <laughs> reads what you've been writing and you say, oh, I forgot about that. So, Synchronicities are about resonance. Yes, the word means happening at the same time, but since we agree there's no time, it's all happening now, it means there's a resonance with something. Maybe you go out in your backyard and you hear a bird sing and it just fills your heart. Maybe you see a butterfly. Maybe you feel something or talk to someone that just clicks. So I'm going to suggest that you make time for just looking for synchronicities, even if it's just in January. You know, each day in January, I'm going to look for one synchronicity and maybe write it down. Because these sorts of practices help us to awaken our intelligence. What do I know? Now, what Bashar says is that what will happen is that our physical and mental body need to change in order to go to that higher frequency it makes sense so i've talked about people being upgraded but he talks to people and and many of them talk about well i had this energy flowing through me or i had this trembling or i had these dreams you know i met someone in a dream it seemed like an et and he's saying all of this is good none of that's bad it's just preparing us to do this without having to go into a dream state. He even talked about the plant medicines, something like ayahuasca, for instance. He said, absolutely, it's a way to make that connection, but you don't want to get reliant on something that will take you there. All of this is doing is teaching you how to do it without. And that makes sense to me.
So maybe you've had some strange physical experiences or mental experiences, and it does make you unsettled. And he even called it a mini death. He said, because, you know, we get caught up in this physical world and then we're going to die. He said, of course, on that higher frequencies, we don't die, we're eternal. So this may feel like a physical death. It may feel like, a, oh, my goodness, I'm going to die. But yes, you're dying to the old paradigm that there is death, that there is an end. And this is taking you to a new level of saying, actually, I'm just moving between dimensions. I'm just moving between densities and it feels fine. And once again, it reminded me of when I went through my perimenopause. I believe I went through a mini death there. I felt awful, <laughs> I have to say. I felt exhausted. I had headaches. I was nauseous and vomiting. But I knew that there was an old part of me that was trying to hold on to the past. And as I went through this many years of feeling like this, I came out very differently. My diet changed because I actually had to feel, find ways of grounding myself with more solid foods. But I also gave up alcohol. I gave up coffee because I couldn't stay in my body with this higher frequency. So what I'm suggesting to you, you may find your diet changing as well. Or you may say, I've got to get into water. I love swimming. But you, or you may say, I need to go out for a walk. What will help you ground these energies will also help you to awaken the intelligence that I'm talking about. I hope I'm giving you some New Year's resolutions for you to deal with and say, okay, I'm going to go in this direction. Now, around that April date when Jupiter and Uranus meet, this is in Taurus, people are su suggesting because it's Taurus, it's going to be money problems, maybe financial crashes or universal income will come in or banking, the one, one digital banking, etc. So, Watch for this happening because Uranus rules Aquarius. And so something very sudden could happen. Something extraordinary could happen. And Jupiter will expand that. I think it also could affect our land. It could affect our bodies. So we don't need to sit in fear over this, but be prepared for something extraordinary happening. And I'm not going to, to put any energy into that, but I would also say, please, Pay cash as often as you can, if I can say it that way. Because once we have no control over our money, we have no control over our lives. And one final piece of information that I will bring up again next week is that when Bashar was talking about awakening intelligence, and also he was talking about AI in a previous seminar, he spoke about our future lives with AI. Now, we might just see it at the moment with being on our phone or iPad or something where we can use the sort of intelligence to help us to know what we're going to see or what we're going to read. But once we really start to use AI in a, in a way where we have individuals who work for us, we'll call them robots. If we want to say, okay, I'm going to have robots working for us, which is what we have in many industries already, he said the important thing is to not let them feel like slaves. And I thought, what a good point. He said, you've got to remember you are inviting a level of intelligence to come and help you. But if you treat them like slaves, they will rebel. 
And I thought, so important to remember that. He said, only if you respect them and treat them like other individuals that you will respect, uh, humans, will you find that that intelligence will help us to the best of our ability. And it reminded me very much of Star Trek or Star Wars, where you see that interaction, but that respect for AI. And it brought me to mind also that intelligence, that word intelligence. Let's not even think about just robots. Let's think of the intelligence of water, the intelligence of the wind, the intelligence of the earth, the intelligence of the plant kingdom. We treat them like slaves. They are there for our bidding. And what I'm going to say today is if we believe that we can control the weather or anything else, water, fire, earth, air, the planet, by causing it to feel like a slave or that we are just going to abuse it and take what we want, we better get ready for a rebellious statement to be made. Because only when we honor and respect the intelligence of every, every living thing on this planet and the planet and the galaxies, etc., will we find a way of being helped by these awakening intelligences or our connection to them. Treat them like slaves, treat them like even gods. That is not okay. It's not going to be okay. We neither need to make them lesser or greater than us. We need to honor and respect the intelligent beings that are coming to us and not put ourselves in a minority figure, but say, thank you for coming. I wish to cooperate and engage with you in a loving, respectful way. And that includes our weather, it includes our water, it includes our earth. I'm sure I'll be talking about this more, but everything is going to change, my friends, not just outwardly, but how we see ourselves, how we see the world around us, how we treat each other. And we will change the world because it has to change and it starts with us. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heartspeed.